It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Six thirty, Chad. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at six on Six Thirty, Chad. Matthews have scored for the Maple Leafs. They lead the Golden Knights two nothing early in the second period. Start of the second period, Montreal with a two nothing lead on Detroit. And early in the second period, no score, Coyotes and Flyers. Several games coming up later, including the Predators against the Flames. Calgary has won six straight. The Predators are here tomorrow to take on the Edmonton Oilers at Rogers Place. Five o'clock for the face-off show here on 630. Chad, the game will start at 630. The World Series, the title could be handed out tonight. They're back in Houston, Atlanta has a three games to two lead. Thanks a lot for checking out the show tonight. We are pleased to tell you that Craig McTavish, the former Oilers general manager, coach, and player, joins Inside Sports as a regular contributor starting tonight. He is going to check in between 6.30 and 7. We're thrilled to have Mac T on the show, who is uh, always insightful and always entertaining. And, of course, so many people talking about Kevin Lowe this week. His number four is going to be retired on Friday night before the Oilers game against the New York Rangers. And I want to remind you, we're going to have the whole ceremony for you here on 6.30. Chet, a special extended face-off show will start at 5 o'clock. Ceremony gets going around 5.45, and then the Oilers and the Rangers will be at 7.30. That's on Friday. But you talk about somebody who uh, can tell you a lot about Kevin Lowe and is going to be able to have a lot of insight into a lot of different uh, forms of relationships, I guess is how you could put it, with Kevin Lowe. No better person to tell you about that than Craig McTavish. Craig McTavish played with Kevin Lowe. He was on a coaching staff with Kevin Lowe, and he was the head coach of the Oilers when Kevin Lowe was the GM. So we'll dive into that with Mac T tonight and, of course, talk a little bit about last night's game as the Oilers were able to hold off the tentacle team, the Seattle Kraken, by a score of 5-2 at Rogers Place. I want to remind you, too, about that Elks game on Friday against the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. Final home game of the season for the Elks. Man, oh, man, can they get one home win uh, before they go on the road for three to end the year. That game's going to be on Kissing Country 103.9. But Craig McTavish coming up between 6.30 and 7, and we're very excited to have him on the program. So uh, the Oilers able to get the win last night, and there was a really, really key sequence in this game. You know, the old saying in football, the, the game is decided on five plays. Todd McClellan used to say when he was the coach of the Oilers, often games are decided on five shifts. You just don't don't know which shift it's going to be. So if it's yours, you better make sure you're on the positive side of the decision. Well, that was the case last night for a couple of guys, Miko Koskinen and Kyle Turris. See left side to Tanev. He'll get it off the boards and out. Skating onto it is Everly. He'll come down the left wing in front of the net. The shot and a save by Koskinen as he robs Jordan Everly. Came down the left wing. He cut to the front of the net and there was Koskinen to make the stop. It was a great save by Meeks. He, uh, yeah, it was a really big save and I was back checking. I was thinking, oh man, this is uh, this could be a tough night if you know it's uh, the third goal I'm on for already. But uh, 
It, um, no, it was, it was a really big save, came out, uh, Shorzy had a really nice block, and uh, we kind of went the other way. And On the right wing, he'll shoot it in. Decord couldn't stop it behind the net. Puck in the left corner. Shore in front of the net, scores! Kyle Turris taps it home, and the Oilers have a 4-2 lead. I didn't want to dump it in at first. I wanted to try and make a play, but they kind of had had a guy or two coming over towards me, so I just thought I'd get it deep and let Benny get on it on the far side. And Benny made a really nice play to kind of go hard and, and kind of be a decoy to, to take the strong side D-man out of the play and let Shorzy pick it up. And at first I was going to go behind the net because I thought Shorzy was going to rim it behind the net back to me. And I saw him hold on to it, so I figured I'd try back post. Um, I mean, he made a beautiful pass right on my tape flat, and I just tapped it in. So Kyle Turris makes it count. Seven games into the season, he's been involved, well, eight games in, seven games that he's played. He's been involved in a couple of key plays for the Oilers. That one last night that helped put the game away against a resilient Kraken squad. And remember the first game of the year on October 13th, he got what turned out to be the game-deciding goal in a five-round shootout against the Vancouver Canucks. One of the things that I like as we get into the season, into the NHL season, is we start to get the answers to all those off-season questions and, and all that off-season speculation. What's this guy going to do? What's going to happen here? How is this guy going to fit into the lineup? Well, we start to get the answers. And Kyle Turris was a player who, throughout the off-season, had more questions about his future with the team than a lot of other guys. You know the story with Turris. He was signed for last year for the 56-game campaign, signed a two-year deal. He's coming in. He's supposed to be the third-line center. Okay, can he take on a little bit more of a checking role than he's had for most of his career? And can he still produce some support offense? Well, unfortunately for Turris, he did neither of those things last year. Only played 27 games, got scratched a lot as the season went on, only had two goals and five points, so didn't produce anywhere near a third-line level and wasn't able to win a lot of face-offs or check that great either. He wound up with a minus 11. So he had a tough campaign. So what was going to happen to him? Was he, was he going to make the team out of training camp? Might they wind up burying him in that contract in the minors? Might they give him a, one more chance to play an offensive role? Could he get a look in that uh, second-line right wing spot where Kyler Yamamoto has been playing? And, of course, Yamamoto finally on the score sheet last night. Big one for him. Nice goal to make it 5-2. Got the assist from Leon Dreisaitl. So what was going to happen with Kyle Turris? Are they really going to put him on the fourth line? Can he really contribute there? Well, so far, so good for Turris. Uh, I mean, that line does not play a ton. They have been relatively dependable most of the way. Now, as Turris mentioned, he thought, oh, no, I'm going to take another minus here whenever he's going in alone. Would have made a minus three. Instead, Koskinen makes the save. 17 seconds later, Turris scores. So he finishes the game minus one, but gets a big goal. He's minus two for the year. So now we're starting to see it, that Turris can indeed adjust and can play fewer minutes, a little bit more of a depth role, and maybe, maybe at least occasionally, chip in with a big goal or a big play along the way. And Turris said, uh, yeah, you know what? The last year and a half and getting ready for this season over the summer, it was quite a journey. I mean, first of all, it was, it was really nice to get a, a full, normal summer of training in with Chad here. Um, he was a huge help and put on a lot of muscle and, and weight and uh, explosiveness and um, 
things that kind of the year and a half prior were really difficult to do with kind of the COVID schedule and training and, and whatnot. So, I mean, right off the bat, I think that gave me a lot of confidence and physical uh, ability that I didn't have before um, and energy and explosiveness and all that. So I think that was a big help uh, coming in and gave me a bunch of confidence. And then, um, yeah, just through camp, kind of, you know, just trying to contribute, trying to, to have energy every game, every shift, um, and just bring something to the table to help, you know? Um, and, I mean, it felt good to, to help in the shootout at the beginning of the year and um, to chip in on the second power play unit whenever we get a chance. And, um, and yeah, just to score last night, you know? I mean, it's uh, something that's not going to happen all the time, but just creating momentum and, and trying to to create energy for our group on that line with, with Shorzy and um, yeah, just getting pucks in, trying to get after it and, and create ozone time to, to turn momentum in our favor. So he worked out in the summer. He references Chad Drummond, the Oilers' strength and conditioning coach. And yes, of course he worked out in the summer, but he was working on getting a little bigger, adding some more muscle, adding a little bit more power because he knew okay, I'm probably not in the top six. There are a lot of spots there, especially when they go out and bring in Zach Hyman and that it looks like Yessi Pugliarvi is blossoming. So where are you going to play? Do you want to be in the NHL or not? So if you want to be in the NHL, you're going to have to accept the role in the bottom six, and Turris was prepared to do that. Here's Dave Tippett. Well, Kyle, I give him credit because he did put a hard summer in. And, you know, he's played in the league a long time. Sometimes it just comes to the point where you're not willing to put that work in. He went way the other way and said, you know what, I'm going to put the work in and, and see where it goes. And we had a number of conversations in the summer about where I thought that he could maybe, uh, we could help him putting him in more positions where he can use his, his talents and, uh, he said, I'll put the work in, you give me a chance. And he came into camp, played very well. But he's, uh, he's a little bit like, you know, we told that story the other day about there's young players and veteran players coming to camp. And the young players, everybody's got an opportunity. And Kyle knew that coming in. It was, he had to come and earn his way in our team. And veteran players who have played in the league a long time, they like playing in the NHL. They're going to put the work in, they're going to go to camp, and they're going to play the right way and do the right things and if a young player comes up and takes their job it's one thing but they're not going to give it away and that's Kyle came in with the purposes I'm going to earn my job and keep it and he you know he's done done well so far this year so there it is and that's that's such an ongoing story in pro sports isn't it do you want to play at the highest level you're maybe not the player you used to be or your team has found players who can do that job perhaps better then you can do it, then what are you going to do? Are you going to lose your job and you're going to go to the minors, you're going to retire, or do you still want to play in the NHL and try to contribute the team any way you can? That's what Kyle Turris decided to do, and so far he's been doing okay in that role. Thanks a lot for tuning in tonight, 17 minutes after 6. If you would like to get in touch or pay attention to me on social media, you can follow me on Twitter, at Reed Wilkins, R-E-I-D-W-I-L-K-I-N-S. It is truly a thrilling Twitter account if you like Oilers line combinations well you probably do i mean uh no changes to the line combinations today except it looks like and we'll see tomorrow it looks like brendan perlini might come back into the game fourth line left wing in uh 
place of Tyler Benson when they get back at it tomorrow. Miko Koskinen remained in the home team net as Mike Smith still day-to-day, though he is a, a full participant in practice, so we'll see where that goes. The hotline powered by CertainTeed professional-grade building materials is 780-496-0063, and you can email insidesports at 630ched.com. Don't forget, Craig McTavish coming up between 630 and 7. We're off and running on Inside Sports. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Play it, Edward. There we go. Twister. The movie, not the game. I wonder how many younger people who weren't born in, what, 96 or 95 when Twister came out see the movie advertised and think it's about the uh, bizarre game as opposed to Tornadoes. That'll be an informal poll we'll do someday. Thanks a lot for tuning in tonight. Coming up between 6.30 and 7, he's going to be a regular guest here on Inside Sports throughout the hockey season. Craig McTavish will check in with a uh, big focus on memories of Kevin Lowe tonight, who McTavish played with, coached with, worked for in a coach-manager relationship. That's coming up between 6.30 and 7. And Kelly Rudy's on the show as well between 7 and 7.30 tonight. So we got your big hitters on uh, Inside Sports. Uh, World Series, of course, could end tonight. It's uh, into the bottom of the first no score between Atlanta and Houston. We will keep you updated. A little bit here on the Edmonton Elks, who uh, you know are trying to get something positive to happen here before the end of the season. Nick Arbuckle, the quarterback they traded for last week, has indeed signed a contract extension. Just being able to kind of go into the offseason uh, this year, knowing... Uh, you know that I have a home to come back to uh, next season and I have something to work towards, something to train for, and just being able to continue to learn this offense and uh, make sure I can hit the ground running next year. You know, it was just uh, all around an ugly one for the Elks Friday night against the Hamilton Tiger Cats. They, they were never competitive in the game. They, uh, they never really got anything going. Late in the first half, James Wilder Jr., Getting very frustrated with Simone Lawrence goes at Lawrence after the whistle. I mean, Wilder thought he was hit low. Uh, okay. But uh, goes after uh, Lawrence and that set things off. A player on each team ejected to other players on each team also getting major fouls. Head coach Jamie Elizondo today with the update on Wilder's ankle injury and also speaks a little bit about his part in the brawl. And he's uh, improved, you know, a good, good deal from yesterday to today. So that's a, a real positive uh uh, he was showing me what he what he was able to do. That being said, we we're trying to maximize his treatment and get him as healthy as we can. I think that was a result of frustration that had built up, like I said earlier in the week, from a, a couple hits that weren't called earlier that we felt should have been called. Um, but that being said, James knows that he's got to keep his composure. Uh, if he's not on the field, it hurts us. And so he knows that, and uh, that's why he's doing everything he can to get back. 
All right, so we'll see if he's back for the Elks. So this is the final home game, and then that incredible stretch starts next weekend at Saskatchewan on the 13th, at Toronto on the 16th, and at BC to finish off the season on November 19th. And it has been an incredibly tough go for the Elks, and it's uh, it's not going to get any easier as they got to finish it off with three games uh, in a week once they play this home game against the Riders. Okay, I also want to tell you about this. We got our Get Smart with 630 Chet contest going on. We want to give you a chance to win a Sonos One smart speaker and a pair of tickets to the Oilers game on December 1st. So what you do is I'm going to give you some code words here. You go to 630ched.com and enter the code words on our contest page. And uh, we'll announce our next winner tomorrow during 630ched mornings with Daryl McIntyre. And then we'll give you another code word tomorrow. So today's get smart code words are missed it by that much. Missed it by that much. So you go to the contest page on 630ched.com and uh, enter that under the contest for the uh, the Get Smart with 630ched, a Sonos One smart speaker, two tickets to the Oilers game on December 1st. There you go. Get smart, everybody. Missed it by that much. We'll get smart with Craig McTavish when we get back. 630ched Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630ched.